and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava. And it is Thursday. Wow, it is, it is almost the end of the week. Kind of caught me off guard. Um, and it's just, it's been a bit of a slower week, bit of a slower month, I guess. Uh, shoe releases haven't really been hitting for me. And sales have been at really an all-time low for me, considering... Uh, how hot things have been this year, and I don't know why that is. I put in a bunch of sales into my uh, spreadsheet, and the way that it's looking, this is trending to be one of my worst months since March. Which March was March was bad. March was a very bad month for a lot of resellers because so many people are holding their money, and I don't know what's going on with it. If it's just that a lot of my items are terrible, and I don't think that that's the case. I just think that. I have some items that are very niche or very winterized, and it's not winter yet, and uh, like I had a huge jacket haul from Ross, and some of those are starting to sell now. I'm starting to get some decent offers on those, but I really haven't been finding that much good inventory. It's it's weird. It's very weird, and for me, I haven't seen too many things online. I haven't seen too many things in store. I don't know if it's the calm before the storm. I don't really know. I haven't been doing this that long. It's been not even two years yet. So it's bizarre to me and I'm trying to kind of navigate through it and figure out what the heck I'm going to do because I went to Marshall's today and I'm not a big Amazon person. I would love to get into Amazon. I think that there's a lot of money to be made there. Now you have to have some capital, at least in my opinion, if you're not doing books or something ridiculously cheap that you don't really need to put that much capital into. If you're doing retail arbitrage, you should probably have some capital saved up or a very, very good escape plan because um, it's expensive and Amazon really caters to the customer. You're not really going to ever win one with Amazon. A lot of people will, and I mean like you may not really understand this, but a lot of people are like bad customers on Amazon. They will they will uh, open things. They will claim that you sold them in an authentic item so they don't have to pay return shipping. They will, like a lot of people were selling like hair clippers and stuff during uh, back in... April, May, when things were really, really uh, popping off for hair clippers because there weren't that many uh, barbers open and stuff. And people that were selling those, a lot of people on Amazon were claiming that they were used, sending them back used to the person. Now, they weren't used. Obviously, we're not selling used things here. If you're selling retail arbitrage, you're definitely not selling a used thing on Amazon. But I saw a lot of people in the reselling community get hit with inauthentic claims, get hit with not-as-described claims, so that that way the buyers could use the the hair clippers and then send them back. And so now that lends itself to different things. You can Those buyers, a lot of times, a lot of people were saying that the buyers were a little bit upset because they thought that all the hair, sh- hair clippers should be uh, not super high priced. And that was during the time when everybody was kind of throwing out the word price gouging for everything they could just to basically you know to if things were overpriced or something like that so um it was a little bit of a weird time but the point is there were a lot of people that were taking advantage of the sellers and that's tough as a seller you one you can't really screw up with amazon you don't really get that many opportunities to and if you do screw up it's very easy to get suspended depending on what you end up doing now i'm not discouraging you to do amazon this is just why i haven't ever gotten into it i haven't had the capital or the the means to do retail arbitrage. The other thing with Amazon is it's tough to get ungated for some of these things. You're going to have to grind for, uh, Reezy always says six months, like your life depends on it. Most people is probably going to be six months to a year, I would imagine, if you're really, really going full on Amazon. And I'm just not 
really there. I don't really think I want Amazon to be my full thing. I really, really enjoy eBay. And I do like selling on eBay. I do like selling on Poshmark and Mercari. Those are a lot smaller portions of my business. But Amazon's a whole other beast. It would be like a second business for me. Um, I would almost want to treat it as a second business. And that's that's just a whole separate thought there. But, you know, it is something where there are a lot of different avenues to take with Amazon. And for me, there's just way too much there's way too much volatility with it to get myself fully reliant on Amazon, especially what I saw happen during the beginning of the pandemic where they just cut off people. They cut people off from their their income. They basically said, we're only supplying, um, we're only going to be selling uh, essentials, which makes sense. Okay, fine. They didn't have a lot of prep for it. I get it. But look at the people that were selling on Amazon full time. You had Reezy who, Reezy's one of the biggest Amazon sellers and they essentially shut down his business. Books are not an essential and he was shut down for a little bit because he was doing a, he was doing like a bulk book business and he had to pivot. Now, luckily he's smart and he's not one of the few people who sits around and he's not one of the people who would sit around and, um, cry about it he is one of the few people who's actually like a really really real hustler and he went out there and did instacart and he was making like 400 bucks a day which is very very smart i mean 400 bucks a day that's and that's pre-tax but still i mean that's a it's a hefty salary there you're looking at almost 100k uh i think almost 100k if not a little bit more so he was doing really well um he was 100k is in like a salary of a year but he was doing really well at that time and he's smart he's basically saying okay well i don't have anything to do with amazon let's do ebay let's do um let's do instacart let's do whatever we can postmates whatever and then he was equally as smart because he made youtube videos about him so you have ways to pivot from these things but most people aren't like that and most people don't think like that and i you know it's easy to go to instacart and stuff that wasn't a big deal but I just don't like the thought of having Amazon as my full thing because you are so tied to them, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're tied to eBay too, so the argument's really not viable for that. But eBay, I don't know. I mean, when eBay was in the middle of the pandemic, eBay was allowing us to do whatever we want because we have all of our items. We're not sending them into them. Uh, Amazon, you can do Merchant Fulfilled. It's a great idea. There's a You can do Merchant Fulfilled Prime too. You have to hit a certain set of requirements that I don't know what those are. But at the end of the day, I just it's it's a little bit out there, or at least it's been a little bit out there for me. And for me, not doing books and stuff, I really didn't want to just jump into retail arbitrage on Amazon, lose a few hundred bucks because of a return or something like that, and then be screwed because I didn't have that much money before the pandemic. Um, that's when people started buying online a lot. So I ended up making a lot of sales and stuff. So um, it's just been something where I've been looking at it. I see a lot of people doing Amazon. I see Amazon getting a little bit more difficult to jump into and I want to make that jump and start doing a little bit more Amazon but I went into Marshalls and scanned not a ton of things probably like I would say like 50 to 100 SKUs nothing crazy um and I have no idea what I'm doing like I need to go research this heavy 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 research because like the most Amazon stuff I've watched is maybe like a couple videos of Reezy going into a Marshalls scanning some Nikes and walking out of there with profit and that was March 2019 that was probably the last time I watched somebody do a lot of YouTube stuff for sourcing honestly I mean like March April 2019 which is about two years ago now I mean you're a year and a half ago but we're gonna be coming up on two years ago that I started this and 
it's been after that I just listen to podcasts I go do my thing I found a couple reselling groups and, and I've been off and I've been really going with garage sales and then um, sneakers and that's my latest kick right now it's just been sneakers and I feel like I missed out on the card market a little bit there's definitely some opportunity to grow in that I made a few bad buys with it and it just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth but at the end of the day it's learning from the things that you don't do well and learning from the things that you do well and learning from the mistakes that you make and so um, it's kind of a shame that I don't think that I, I obviously the card thing is just blown up um, and that's its own separate thing but looking at this I haven't done a lot of Amazon research I've listened to a ton like a ton of podcasts from Reezy I've listened to almost everything he's put out and he's very very good with what he says but I think that I actually need to see it a little bit and see what some people are doing listen to some other people we'll see what they're talking about maybe refresh on some of his podcasts because like I don't know he put out an Instagram post a week ago talking about how him and the one kid his name's Austin that they that works with him how they went to it's like a Ross and just did retail arbitrage all day and I'm like I can't find anything in these stores now they're ungated probably and a lot of the nicer brands that are easier to sell but they got ungated by starting off selling things that they were you know that they weren't gated in but they were gated in most of these big brands so how did they do that how did these people walk into there and there have been people that I've talked to on Twitter like that's something I may need to get rolling with again just to to learn a little bit I, I love learning about this and I feel like eBay is not tapped out at all but I feel like I know enough about eBay to anything that I really want to start up with eBay I can go do and be like okay I know eBay I know exactly what I need to do with this I know how to make a SKU or a listing I know how to title that listing I know exactly what pictures I want to use um, I know how to do free shipping versus uh, calculated shipping what I want to do with that like I'm very very fluent with eBay Amazon it would be like me going over to some random company right now and or some random country right now in like Europe and trying to like talk English to people that only speak uh, like German you know I wouldn't be able to communicate with too many people I don't really know that much about it so um, it's just a completely different language or a completely different market for me and I don't really know too much about Amazon but I'm looking to get into it I mean there's just there's so much opportunity with it we all know it we know how Amazon is kind of just this beast that um, that Bezos has created where it basically encompasses every aspect of different selling and, and retail and stuff and I mean a lot of people freak out about that I'm not really that concerned about it because Walmart's the exact same thing minus the uh, minus like the kind of streaming services that Amazon has but like Walmart has a pharmacy Walmart has a grocery store Walmart has clothing Walmart has um, and then all the toys and, and sporting goods and everything like that's that's basically Amazon Amazon's just better Walmart and um, with more private label stuff and things like that like it's 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 to me it's like Walmart on steroids and that's not really a bad thing you know they, they know what they're doing they're doing a good job with it um, but there is something to be said about how they treat their sellers which is pretty poor and so for me I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that one I'm just trying to figure out what the heck I'm gonna sell because that's the biggest thing I, I have no idea whatsoever what I'm gonna sell I mean I am as lost as you could be with this <laughs> like seriously I know a ton of good items that sell really well on Amazon I'm just gated in all of them and it's like okay well I could I could try and get ungated in these but then you're paying 40 bucks a month which is fine I'm very comfortable paying 40 bucks a month because the way Amazon works is you either have a um, you're either like with their pro account I think it is and then you have just a um, individual seller or you're like an Amazon 
uh, pro seller, I guess. And it really just it, one means that you pay a dollar every sale is like your fee and the other one means that you pay $40 a month. So obviously the tipping point is when you start making more than 40 sales a month, you would be wiser to pay the $40 a month. That way it's capped off at $40 a month for all your fees. The other thing though that a lot of people don't know is that Amazon Pro sellers are allowed to get ungated and you're not allowed to get ungated as a individual seller, at least to my knowledge you're not. So that's the biggest thing. You want to be able to get ungated in these brands and you want to be able to sell, you know, the pinnacle Nike, which is looking like it could go off of Amazon on any day at some point. So you never know, but, um, you know, Nike, Under Armour, um, Adidas, some of these bigger brands that just, they have a lot of, a lot of good selling SKUs and it's fairly easy to come by some of them. You walk into a Marshalls, you see a bunch of Nike running shoes, you scan them, and hey, these are selling for $15 profit after everything's said and done on Amazon. There's 10 boxes here, that's 150 bucks. So that's that's the power of it. I wanna have that power to be able to go in and say, hey, you know, because I, I just went to Marshalls right now, right? And I am very, very heavy on shoes. Like I love shoes, I love doing shoes, I love selling shoes. Like it, it's it's one of the best it's one of the best things. I think that there's just a lot of opportunity with it because there's so many different ways you can go with it. And so I walked into Marshalls just now, I did some retail arbitrage and I scanned a ton of things in there. No idea what I'm doing with it. Still needing to learn a ton. But the first thing I did is I went over to the shoe section and it looked like they restocked and kind of kicking myself because I got so caught up in what I was finding that I like completely passed on another shoe. But there was these, I forget what the name of the Nike shoe was, but I have them on my Instagram, or I'll put them up there. Uh, they're really, really clean looking cleat, like really colorful. Uh, they popped a lot, even like the girl that was at the checkout whenever I went up to, to buy all the shoes, she was like, these are nice. And I was like, yeah, I know that they're nice. And she's like, well, why are you buying them all? Are you a, are you a, um, and she asked me if I like coach a soccer team. She's like, are you buying this for a team? And I'm like, no, I just sell money, babe. Like, and I'm cautious a little bit because I don't know if the manager's there. Sometimes they're cool about that. Sometimes they're not. But most of the time, like if you share that kind of stuff with people at Marshalls, um, they're usually cool with it. You wouldn't want to like share that like a target. They're kind of against reselling, but Marshalls and stuff, a lot of these places, they don't really care. So I, I try and like, pay attention and see how they feel about it. She was cool. She was like, oh, that's awesome. I like that. So, um, you know, it was nice to be able to tell people that I resell because a lot of people don't know about it, but it's become more of a thing, especially with the the rise of Poshmark and ThreadUp. A lot of people are getting into it a little bit more. And so a lot of people really get it, but they were a nice cleat. They're 20 bucks. They come with a box and I was seeing sales on eBay for over a hundred bucks. I was seeing some sales for 80 bucks. Like that's really, really good money when there's six boxes of cleats there. And so I literally, I looked them up. I was like, okay, I, I see they had a couple size 11 and a half. And I think a couple size nine and a half. The 11 and a half went in like the summertime for around 120 bucks. So like, that's the thing when you're doing shoes like this. And I, I'm just going to go off here uh, on a little bit of a tangent, but when you're doing shoes at Ross and you're doing shoes on at Marshalls, um, a lot of people get really freaked out whenever they see a ton of a good shoe and then they see it popping up all over Instagram and they go, that shoe is flooded, which just means that there are a bunch of shoes hitting all over the country uh, of that particular model, colorway, um, just hitting the hitting Ross and Marshalls. And typically it's an expensive shoe, but it hits these stores because somehow it got put in with whatever whatever purchase they did from Nike to get all these shoes. And now there's a ton of them on the market for significantly cheaper 
than in, in like retail stores for significantly cheaper than they should be. And so I've watched this happen a ton of times. You go in there, you see a pair of Air Max 270s in a beautiful colorway. There's a ton of them. And then people are just like, I'm passing on that shoe. It's flooded. Look how many pairs there are. And I just want to reach through the phone and grab that person and say, you idiot. I wish I could buy all those shoes. Go buy them. Because the problem is when these shoes flood out, it, it it's one thing if you don't have capital. If you are new to this, I get it, okay? Floods are hard to manage when you are new to it because what you're doing is you're trying to sell shoes that everybody's trying to sell. They tank out the price. They drop down to almost retail, which is terrible. And then as people sell out, they, they go back up. But the problem is a lot of people that I see saying this are people that are like doing this regularly. I don't understand why they don't have the capital at this point to be able to, to be able to like hold some of these things. Like if you go in and you see a bunch of vapor maxes that are flooded out at your Ross and you buy those and you hold them for three months, they're going to go from a $60 shoe to $140 shoe. Think about that in the stock market. Think about if you went in and you saw that there was a $60 stock you could buy and it would go up to $140 in three months guaranteed. There is like, that is wild. You would be buying as many as you could. Um, if you knew that the guarantee was there, you'd like freaking take out a loan or something and I wouldn't encourage you to take out a loan on on, st on the stock market but like you understand what I'm saying if you had a guaranteed $80 profit on this you'd be finding every penny you could you'd be like in your you'd be in your couch you'd, you'd go over to your neighbor's house look under their couch for pennies and, and dimes and quarters or whatever you'd be you'd be throwing as much money into this as you could and in so many people they look at these shoes and they go they're flooded I'm not going to buy them they miss they're missing the point if you buy these shoes and you could somehow keep your income going where you just maybe buy a pair the first time and then next time after you sell that pair you can afford two pairs because they're usually about 60 to 70 bucks so you end up selling the 60 dollar pair now you have 140 dollars you take out the fees find 120 dollars you buy the next flood that comes you buy two pairs of that flood and they don't come around crazy often but they do come around often enough that you could get you know a few floods a year and as you slowly build up your capital you can afford to hold all of these shoes where you go, okay, I see Vapor Maxes, I see Air Max 270s, I see, um, what was the one the other day? There were like shocks that were flooding out. Shocks are doing surprisingly well. They're like an early 2000s shoe. I remember them when I was a kid. Um, and then they, I don't know if they got rid of them and they just went out of style, but they're back and people are buying them. And it's like, okay, shocks are back. You see that they're in the store, they're $64.99 and you're saying, well, that's too pricey for me. Or you're saying they're flooded out. Meanwhile, they're going to go back up to their $120 price point or $100 price point at some point. $100 really isn't it isn't probably worth it to hold a shoe that long, but they go back up to $120, $130. You're making good money on that $64.99. If you see three pairs there, you can hold that. And you end up holding it for $200, and you end up making that $200 into you know $360, $400. You know that's almost a double up there. And and so many people are just like, oh, it's flooded out. I'm going to pass on it. So in my in my kind of experience with doing Ross Marshalls and, and and those sorts of things, when things flood out at these stores, it's never a bad idea to hold them if they're good shoes. Now, if you're a little bit on the fence about the shoe, sell it. Get whatever you can for it, fine. But if it's a pair of the classic, like Nike's premier shoes, Vapor Maxes, Air Max 270s in a really clean colorway, like these are just ones that I've seen happen. Um, I have no idea what the ASAP Rockies that I picked out um, back in like January are worth right now, but those those were like a $500 to $1,000 shoe that people dropped out to like 
150 bucks. I'm pretty sure. I looked and there was a pair going for like 150, 180 dollars. Probably should have bought those honestly because they were like, it, it was just stupid low. But um, there's so many people that do not understand that if you hold on to these shoes, you'll be able to make a lot of money on them. So that's that's all to say that that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing with these cleats. Like 20 bucks a pair, six pairs. That's 120 bucks. It's really not that much to set aside and go okay. These are going to appreciate back up to, I believe that they were soccer cleats. I didn't look too closely at what they were. I believe they were soccer cleats. I just looked up the SKU real quick, um, like the model number on the box. Saw that it was going for a high amount. Saw that there were a bunch of sales and just said, hey, this looks nice. I like it. I'm going with it. Um, but if they're soccer cleats, they're going to be selling by March probably. Like I can't see, unless we don't have like soccer season or something again. But like if we have soccer people are going to be buying those cleats. So I don't see why they wouldn't go up and they're good sizes. I don't like to do half sizes too much because what I've noticed is that half sizes just don't sell as well. But, uh, you know, 20 bucks a pair, fine. Give me 80 bucks for them. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to make 40, 50 bucks on those at the end of the day. So it, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, they're worth holding. If they flood out, then hey, you know, you just price them at whatever you want to price them at. You leave them there and whenever they sell, they sell price them out on goat put them on ebay put them on StockX, whatever you want to do StockX, they have the box only not not just regular ross finds or anything but yeah you just throw them on there and you're good to go so that's really the highlight today for me i mean i did get a considerable amount of profit for that i'll probably be able to oh my if i can make 40 50 bucks a pair then that's 300 bucks profit right there but i'm honestly hoping that i can make about i don't know like 70 bucks a pair because they're 20 bucks maybe 80 bucks a pair they're 20 bucks there's no fees on ebay for athletic shoes which is what i will probably be listing them as because they are athletic shoes and then you take out the i'll probably do free shipping because free shipping sells better just does for me so i do that um at the end of the day 120 bucks you take a free shipping on that and you do zero fees probably looking at about a hundred dollars if max like these things aren't that heavy so $20 shipping if you want to figure that in per pair $100 no fees and you're going from $19.99 plus whatever taxes to 100 bucks that's about 80 bucks profit so there's the potential to have about $480 profit but we're probably looking at closer to 300 I would say so uh you know just a wide range of of, of availability to make money here and cleats are just a thing like you got to go after them if you see them so uh if you see them they're profitable but that was my day today uh really just a mix of amazon and trying to do some marshals um i've been sitting on that ross thing for a while it's just people need to understand that ross is is more of an investing game than just a quick flip game and that is one of the reasons i got out of it a little bit because i was more of very quick flipping and ross was also closed at the time i was doing a lot of quick flips so that's just something but the other thing is I've been pushing selling really fast for a while and the problem with that is there aren't always items to sell really quick so you almost have to look around and go now what and that turns into you being able to develop as like the people from pure also podcast say a pipeline of items that you have maybe a thousand items in inventory they're always selling so you don't need to constantly go out and find things to keep making money but what you're doing is you're saying okay these are always selling over here I can afford to invest in items that'll sell two months, three months, four months down the road because I'm constantly making money from all these other sales over here because I have so much inventory. So, um, you know, that's something to keep 
uh, in your mind and stuff. But you know, for me, Ross is more about the investment in the shoe, not the quick flip. Um, it really depends on your model and stuff, but that's just the way I like to do it. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go. I hope you guys have a good rest of your Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Uh, just a little bit of a thing here. This is episode 199. Tomorrow's episode 200. So it's been 200 days since I, well, 199 right now since I've started this, but it's been awesome. I, if you've been with this since the first podcast, which I don't know, all two of you that listened to the first one, like, uh, I appreciate it. It's, it's been super cool and I'm super excited. I honestly never thought I'd have 200 episodes of a podcast or 200 episodes of anything. So, uh, it's cool. I'm super pumped about that. And, yeah, let's get ready for it because tomorrow's Friday, then we have the weekend, and then we have one of the craziest weeks for shoes that I've seen in a very long time. So I'd get prepped up and I'd get ready because next week is going to be one heck of a ride. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.